0: you're listening to the Free and True Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Free and True Podcast.
1: Hey guys, today we are super excited because we have a special episode for multiple reasons. So the first reason why this is a special episode is because i am back in the u.s <laughs> ooh, ooh. so yeah this is actually our very first recording uh together so we in don't person. have to yeah in person <laughs> so we don't have to deal with the time difference we don't have to deal with the wi-fi cutting out multiple times and whatnot yeah that's all the behind the scenes stuff but we're here in person so we don't have to worry about that and it, and it's great
0: Yeah, so I got here a couple days ago from West Africa, and I'm just here on vacation visiting people for a couple weeks, so the next two episodes will be us in person together, which I'm so excited about. Yeah, it's going to be great. And then there's another reason why this episode is super special. Yes, so today we have a very special guest,
1: (laughs) and that special guest is... Okay.
0: Woo! <laughs> <laughs> so Oki is the third person in our trio. You might have remembered in like the very first episode, we talked about how we're actually a trio.
1: Yeah, I think this. we mentioned it like a couple times, like after too. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Um. So Oki is the third best friend here, and she um is guest starring today. Yeah. Welcome, Oki. Hello. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, very weird being on a podcast, but I'm excited (laughs) to, um,
0: see what it's like behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So yeah, okay, can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
2: Yes. So I, uh, went to college with Kat and Tiff, and that is how I met them. Um, I'm actually still in college. (laughs) They graduated at a normal time, and I've been in pharmacy school. So it was a, has been a very long road, um, but, like, dun 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 I am about to graduate, like, this May, so this month! Yeah. So, finally. Um, Exciting. Yeah, it's been awesome, and it's been awesome, like, knowing Kat and Tiff through college and beyond, <laughs> <laughs> since we are still friends, and it is, uh, wonderful. Yeah. So. Same. Retweet. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, um, do you remember like how we met because Tiff and I we've shared how we met, so yes,
2: so I recall Cat says we met, well, all right, I know this is when we met, but I don't actually remember
1: it, <laughs> yeah, um we so what is your first memory of me? I don't remember I just <laughs> see guys, I've just always been in her life, <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, I can't remember when it started, but I know it's still going on. <laughs> um <laughs> for so, some reason so i can confirm she was sitting behind me on a bus going to a game night to the same like christian event like christian group event at, at Rutgers that we both felt like seeking out a christian group so, that's pretty cool. Um, and now we're besties. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just two strangers on the bus. But we didn't talk on the bus. I think we met at the event. We were, like, playing games. Yeah. Um, and there's, like, a picture of us from that night standing next to each other.
1: Yeah, we were playing, like, a large, like, get-to-know-you, large group, like, get-to-know-you game. And yeah. we're, we're in that picture together looking like awkward freshmen. But...
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we were awkward freshmen. <laughs> um, but honestly, I don't really remember. I just knew, I believe, you were doing, like, worship yeah. So like she was showing her you know love for the Lord through her musical talent and um <laughs> she was really friendly I guess and like funny. Yeah. So um I'm funny, we guys. like we clicked. <laughs> Kat's very funny um and Thank she you. got my sense of humor. Um and then we were friends. Yeah. Um as for Tiff, I also don't remember when we <laughs>
1: We're met. not memorable people. No, I you?
2: have a bad memory, I'm sorry. But I do recall my first solid memory of Tiff. <laughs> so Actually, we were all roommates. Are they were roommates. S- <laughs> and they were roommates. So, the three of us and another uh, girl were roommates our senior year of college. Mm-hmm. So, our junior year of college, we had already picked roommates. We were all out grocery shopping like in a shop right. Um and I was walking next to Tiff and I was like trying to make small talk because like I thought I was like I don't really know Tiff that well, but like she seems cool. I was like, "So Tiff, where are you living next year?" <laughs> <laughs> After we had like already decided we're all going to be roommates. Um, and she looked at me like, are you seriously? She was like, do you even remember who I am? Um, so since that embarrassing moment, I've never forgotten Tiff. She's been in my mind forever, so.
0: Still yeah. here, and now we're still here. And that was that. That is Amazing. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now we're all recording together. It's great. Yeah. It's great.
1: Many years later. How many years ago is that? That Which freshman. Well, since we met freshman year, that was, that was seven like, years, uh, I think. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Man. Yeah. Too that long. Applies. So five no, years kidding. for Tiff. Yeah. Get, five out
2: years <laughs> TIF. so Our friendship is. will never expire. Yeah. <laughs> There's no expiration
1: date. Or
2: is there? No. Hey. <laughs> 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 All right.
1: So today. We are going to get into a new topic, and we're going to be talking about the promised land. So we started last week with reading a few verses uh, that led up to the Israelites getting to the promised land, but today we're really going to be talking about what happens when you get to the promised land, but it is not what you expected.
0: Mm -hmm. So I wanted to kind of lay it out for y'all with a couple questions, so... What do you do when you are at the promised land, this dream goal that you've had, but still don't feel like you've reached it? So what happens when you arrive at the destination, but the reality of the situation is much different than what you imagined? And the promised land is not actually flowing with milk and honey but rather stress and hidden agendas and issues and ideologies that cause you to wonder why you even came to that place in the first place. So that sounds kind of negative. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I know that for all of us, there have been moments in our life that um, that feel like that, that we can all relate to, um, where we, like, arrive at this goal, this thing that we've imagined in our minds, and it's not exactly what we thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah that's yeah. what we'll be talking about yeah exactly and just to recap
1: just in case you didn't listen to last week's episode <coughs> <Oogie>. okay
0: <Sorry>. <laughs> um <laughs> way to call her out
1: <laughs> sorry on the podcast <laughs> Nah, no nah, she's been a she's been a, a, a faithful, faithful listener faithful listener just except for last week yeah. so you know it's okay we forgive her um But yeah, so just to recap on what we read last week. So we started off with reading Numbers 20, verses 1 through 13. And just quick summary, this is when God tells Moses, hey, to get water, I want you to speak to this rock and water will flow out of it, essentially, right? And then Moses grows frustrated with the people and out of his anger, out of his emotion, he strikes the rock with his staff. And then um, God is kind of just like, you disobeyed me so because of that you're not going to the promised land (laughs) and then we fast forward to numbers 27 verses 12 until the end of it and this is when we see god commissioning joshua to take over bringing the israelites into the promised land uh for when you know moses dies and doesn't make it so then in deuteronomy 32 verses 48 until the end So there we see God reminding Moses that like, hey, you're not going to go to the promised land, but I'm still going to bring the people to the promised land. Like, so essentially he's like, I'm still going to keep my promise, but you're just not going to be the one to execute it. Um, And then Deuteronomy 34, Moses, unfortunately, dies and God Still reminds Moses, though, that, like, this is, he brings him to a mountaintop and God is just like, this is the land that I have promised. Like, you get to see it, but you won't enter it. And then Moses dies. And then in Joshua chapter 3, verses 5 through 8, God's promise uh, moves on to Joshua. And he begins to lead the Israelites into the promised land. Yeah, yeah. that was it Mm -hmm. in a nutshell.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So, Okie, okay, now that you've heard about the Bible verses, <laughs> instead of listening to us read it, uh... <laughs> um, has there been a time in your life where you feel like you've worked really hard for a goal, or like you've envisioned, envisioned something in your mind that you need, like the Lord was walking you to, that you like finally arrived at, and you realized it's not like a hundred percent exactly what you expected, what you imagined it would be? Um, yeah.
2: So really the only thing that I can think of in my um life that was like a dream like goal destiny that I wanted so badly and have actually achieved it since um it's not my school career since I'm still almost there. Um is I actually got married this past fall, uh in September to my husband Alex. Ooh. Um <laughs> yes uh we're big fans of Alex <laughs> <laughs> We were dating for seven years before our wedding so to be fair we were young but for a very long time like I knew and just was wanted so badly to just be married to him um, just because you know we loved each other so much and we didn't want to just keep like waiting to start our lives together but God's timing is good and his promise did hold true and we did get married. And it has been wonderful so far, but it was this huge, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. Like, we're finally here. We're finally married. Like, our, you know, relationship is holy and it's under God's, like, promise and under his law, we made, like, a promise to each other in front of everybody and in front of God. Um, now what? (laughs) (laughs) But, so, before we got married and even, like, during when we were dating, um... Through college and, like, through my life in general, I've had kind of, like, emotional, like, issues, I guess, um, where, like, I I definitely go through, like, periods of kind of depression and anxiety and, like, the stress of life gets very bad, especially, like, if you, you know, know about, like, school and work and, like, friends. Um, Life can be very, like, chaotic in general. I don't even... I think everybody can relate to that in some kind of way. Mm -hmm. But so, I guess I had thought once we get married everything will be like calmed down I'll have like somebody like my emotional support partner basically Mm -hmm. will be there to like help me and I'll be like healed and I'll be like made whole like emotionally and mentally and everything will be like I won't ever have to deal with my stress and those problems ever again but we know that's not really realistic but I kind of thought, oh, well, I'll be so happy in my marriage. That won't be the case. My life is going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do still love Alex so much, and he is a wonderful partner to me, and he helps me with, um, you know, all the issues that I do still kind of deal with. But the problems of life don't go away. Mm-hmm. It This promised land of, like marriage is wonderful but it's not like no problems at all it's not um it's not completely like safe from all the world's issues
1: thank you for sharing and for being for being vulnerable and I think I think there's so much power in being able to say that because I think there's such a misconception of like when you get married like everything's gonna be okay like you will be fulfilled and I think I don't know maybe like especially like for women like people think that that's the goal like Mm. your goal in life is to get married Mm. and when you get married like everything will be okay like that's your promised land that's like where God wants to lead you next in like a relational level or whatever um but yeah I think the reality the unspoken truth is that you can get to this promised land and in this case like like you mentioned like the promised land of like marriage right Mm. this is where God is calling you to go next but it doesn't mean that it's gonna be all rainbows and sunshines all the time whether it's like in the relationship itself or because like I can say from my own experience like first year of marriage is challenging because you're trying to like two lives together that don't normally come together we're individuals we're all individuals so you have to try to merge these two very different people you know together and under one roof um so like that can be challenging in itself but i love how you brought up regular life things like that doesn't go away like life still moves on and we still deal with these outside forces like you know depression loneliness um Mm -hmm. problems just at work or I mean in your case like you're still going to school which is like incredible that like you're able to balance all this like work school and Mm -hmm. you know a new marriage but it's you know it's super challenging and like I know you're not alone in that with like dealing dealing with this but I like how you you mentioned that like it doesn't mean that God's not still there working Mm -hmm. and it doesn't just because of bad things are happening doesn't mean that, like, this isn't where you're supposed Mm, to be. So good. Like, God is still calling you to this place, even in the midst of the struggles and and everything like that. Which kind of reminds me to the next part of Joshua's journey when, we didn't read this part last week, but this is when Joshua brings the people to Jericho. So just for background context, if you don't know, Joshua brings the people to Jericho and we'll read the verse the verses to the passage but it's not like an easy transition like they're not just like walking into Jericho like woo we made it to the promised land like it's not anything yeah. like that at all I'll, I'll actually read it okay so it's Joshua 5 and we're starting at verse 13 so it says now when Joshua was near Jericho he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with a drawn sword in his hand Joshua went up to him and asked are you for us or for our enemies Neither, he replied, but as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. Then Joshua fell face down to the ground in reverence and asked him, What message does my Lord have for his servant? The commander of the Lord's army replied, Take off your sandals for the place where you're standing is holy. And Joshua did so. All right, so now I'm reading Joshua 6. So it continues. So it says, Now the gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites. No one went out and no one came in. Then the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands, along with its king and its fighting men. March around the city once with all the armed men. Do this for six days. Have seven priests carry trumpets of ram's horns in front of the ark. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times with the priests blowing the trumpets. When you hear them, sound a long blast on the trumpets. Have the whole army give a loud shout. Then the wall of the city will collapse and the army will go up. Everyone straight in. So Joshua, son of Nun, called the priests and said to them, Take up the ark of the covenant of the Lord and have seven priests carry trumpets in front of it. And he ordered the army, advance, march around the city with an armed guard going ahead of the ark of the Lord. When Joshua had spoken to the people, the seven priests carrying the seven trumpets before the Lord went forward blowing their trumpets, and the ark of the Lord's covenant followed them. The armed guard marched ahead of the priests who blew the trumpets, and the rear guard followed the ark. Then the armed guard marched ahead of the priests who blew the trumpets, and the rear guard followed the ark. All this time the trumpets were sounding, but Joshua had commanded the army, Do not give a war cry, do not raise your voices, do not say a word until the day I tell you to shout, then shout. So he had the Ark of the Lord carried around the city, circling it once. Then the army returned to camp and spent the night there. Joshua got up early the next morning, and the priests took up the Ark of the Lord. The seven priests carrying the seven trumpets went forward, marching before the Ark of the Lord and blowing the trumpets. The armed men went ahead of them, and the rear guard followed the Ark of the Lord while the trumpets kept sounding. So on the second day they marched around the city once and returned to the camp. They did this for six days. On the seventh day, they got up at daybreak and marched around the city seven times in the same manner, except that on that day, they circled the city seven times. The seventh time around, when the priest sounded the trumpet blast, Joshua commanded the army shout, For the Lord has given you the city. The city and all that is in it are to be devoted to the Lord. Only Rahab the prostitute and all who are with her in her house shall be spared, because she hid the spies we sent. But we keep away from the devoted things so that you will not bring your, about your own destruction by taking any of them allows you to make camp of the Israel liable to destruction and bring trouble on it. All the silver and gold and the articles of bronze and iron are secret to the Lord and must go into his treasury. When the trumpets sounded, the army shouted, and at the sound of the trumpet, when the men gave a loud shout, the wall collapsed. So everyone charged straight in, and they took the city. They devoted the city to the Lord and destroyed with the sword everything living in it, men and women, young and old, cattle, sheep, and donkeys. So here in this passage in the end of Joshua 5, all of Joshua 6, we see that, yes, they arrive at the promised land, but it's not just like a walk in the park. They're not able to just walk in and be like, all right, we're here. We made it. We're all happy. And it's, everything's great. During this time, they had to wait on the Lord to get through the promised land. And there was also work to be done. Like they had to go around the city. They had to sound the trumpets they had to trust in God that God will actually be faithful during this time and i feel like that's so true even still today like what you were telling us oki about you know your promise and like your marriage there's still work to be done you know maybe within the marriage and especially just with your with yourself and it, you're still in a season of just waiting on God to help you through mm-hmm these situations where the issues that are affecting you now and that you're still struggling with you're waiting on god to help you bring those walls down just like joshua and the israelites did with jericho yeah mm-hmm.
0: that's so good i was thinking about how like it related to my own life and i kind of thought kind of along the same lines as what you were saying we can have A dream goal that we're aspiring to or something that we dream about that the Lord kind of confirms like yes this is my will and we're like waiting on his timing and then we finally get there and there's work to be done like you said and it's not all rainbows and butterflies because I think in our minds we kind of we say, okay, yeah, this is the Lord's will. So it must be amazing. It must, it, it, it's going to be like great and there's not going to be any issues. But the truth is, and we've talked about this in, in earlier episodes, nothing in this life is going to be rainbows and butterflies. Mm-hmm. And that's not to put like a negative spin on life, like, because life is beautiful and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, like, we will have hardship and that doesn't change just because we are in God's will. Mm-hmm. And then, so then I was thinking, like, okay, how does it apply to my own life? And then I thought, okay, what if the promised land doesn't have to be a physical goal or something that you attain to? What if it's not like this place that you get to, but being with God Mm -hmm. and like settling with him and like, at least for me. And so I've mentioned this a couple of times, my life at the moment is very transient. And so I'm moving a lot. And so it's a dream job for sure. I've prayed about this for so many years. i'm finally here and it is amazing because i'm doing my passion but like we said before it doesn't come without hardships like there are like there are struggles and there's challenges new challenges that i haven't faced before and so i had to struggle with this fact like okay i'm i'm finally where i want to be and there's this joy that i'm finally i've arrived but at the same time the term promised land doesn't mean the same it for me the promised land is my heart settling with god Mm -hmm. and like being okay with being with him wherever i may be Mm -hmm. and like wherever because like god's will for my life isn't just this one job that i'm doing now even though like i'm i'm loving it like in 15 20 years it could be something completely different and i could find joy and happiness in that as well i feel like because if i if i like aspire to this physical thing like this physical job and really look forward to being here and make this kind of my highest aim in life that I miss the joy of being and the contentment of being like in his presence and like being with him. Sometimes too you can be waiting and waiting for what you think is the promised land to arrive and you miss where you are right now which is where exactly God wants you to be. You could spend all this time thinking and planning and looking forward to this potential future promised land and you miss that god is actually showing you you're actually in it right now and this is the moment this is your moment to make the most out of and just like relating this back to the passages that we read last week and the one that kat just read um today like the lord promised the israelites well the israelites were god's chosen people from the Mm -hmm. beginning but i mean the countless hardships that they had to endure being slaves and then like leaving egypt crossing the red sea spending 40 years in the desert and not everybody making it to the promised land but then getting to the promised land and like there's still hardship Mm -hmm. i think the the one common thread between the entire story their their entire story the israelites is that the lord was walking with them mm-hmm. and so they they eventually do get to the promised land but there's still issues there's still problems i mean if you keep reading throughout the the old testament just the whole stories the whole continuation of stories throughout the old testament there's still tons of issues and problems mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and but that doesn't mean they haven't arrived or they haven't been like with god or in god's will like that is where god wanted them to be Mm -hmm. and there was a story that was unfolding so that the lord could get glory and they were in his will they were in his plan and you know it takes it all the way to the time of jesus and everything was just written with a purpose like it was Mm -hmm. all planned out
2: yeah yeah wow tiff that that is awesome thank you for sharing that bringing it back a little bit um kind of how you were saying like once they arrived to the promised land they did arrive it's not like there was any question about it they were there but there was still work to be done and it's like their journey wasn't actually finished so kind of like we think of the goal as the goal like the finish line just kind of like in a race like you reach it and you're done game over um but you won so like it's a good thing not a bad thing but that's not really how life works. You reach your goal and then you keep on living. Mm-hmm. So, like, life keeps happening. You might have to move, like like you said, maybe it's less of a physical place and more of just, like, a settling in your heart and just knowing that you're following God's will and he's, you know, laying out the steps before you of where you're supposed to keep going. Yeah, I think I think that's a really wonderful way to put it, especially, like, realizing that like there's still more steps for you to take and that's a good thing if there's still more work to be done your life still has like purpose and you're Mm -hmm. still um sowing seeds or you're still like doing whatever it is that God wanted you to do or ministering to whoever is in your life that you were trying to reach like Mm -hmm. like I said for me I wanted to be married now I have a relationship with my husband and now we are our own family and our ministry can be, I mean, everyone's different, you know, our own family or any future family mm-hmm. or um, the people that we work at. Like God's always moving, like even if you minister to people you work with, Cat ministers to people she works with, mm-hmm. even if we're in our dream, like jobs, our dream goals, our promised land, there's still work to do, mm-hmm. like wherever you land much
1: yeah and i feel like for me i mean i feel like i can i can relate to this on both levels like the marriage you know aspect but also like the work aspect because like right now i mentioned it before but i am a teacher i teach eighth grade english (laughs) (laughs) um but this is this is my second year teaching but the job that i'm at now like the school that i'm at now i had been wanting to be at this district for so long because it's it's where i did my student teaching and so i was like desperately trying to wait until a position opened um so as soon as it did i applied and i i got the job right away and i was just like really excited because i thought you know well i'll get this job and everything is gonna be perfect in life and like this is my dream job like this is my dream district and everything but I definitely you know we're reaching the end of the school year but I can I can totally say that this year was like one of the hardest years of my life because one I mean I was dealing with my house like the flood that I mentioned a couple episodes ago um which is like a whole other promised land that involved work and unexpected twists and turns but then there's my job that had me questioning my purpose which you you just mentioned that okie like your the journey through like as you continue to walk in the promised land those trials and tribulations like it helps you to continue to fulfill the purpose that like god is placing in your life and it's so easy to question our purpose and to question like are we really supposed to be here like is this my promised land And that's where I feel like I was at so many points this school year. I mean, I think, you know, around the world, everyone has been dealing with COVID. So going back into the school year, you know, we were fully in person, but these kids are coming from two years of trauma. Mm -hmm. They were at home for this, these two years or a year and a half and life has been hard for them. So this transition back into school was a really hard transition for them and just tell you these behaviors, they are <laughs> crazy. Like I have, they're eighth graders, and I have eighth graders running around the classroom, like jumping around and hitting each other, and like not like full on like fights. I haven't had that yet in my classroom, but you know they're like acting like elementary school kids because that's kind of the last time that they were in school for like in person, and so it's just been such a hard time, like not gonna lie a couple weeks ago I think it was oh it was uh maybe like right before spring break or after spring break where like I actually broke down in front of one of my classes because I'm like like I just feel like I'm failing you guys because half of my class was like failing (laughs) so I was questioning my purpose and I was like god like I thought you called me to be a teacher but I don't I'm not feeling fully fulfilled in this. Like, I'm not feeling super joyous. I'm not feeling like I'm doing a lot. But, and I had, like, a whole breakdown. But, you know, after some time reflecting and, and things like that, and after I got myself together, I was kind of just reminded that even though I'm going through this hard time and my students are going through this hard time, God is still with me. And, like, there's still beauty in the small things and like yeah maybe I'm not like changing the world right now but I'm changing individual lives and like maybe not every student is going to have the greatest year because I can't there are way other things outside of my control but you know there are a few students who I am able to minister to like you were talking about Oki like that I'm still making an impact on and like God like I can see God using me through that and Like, I have to learn how to be grateful in that and how to see God in those small moments. And like you were saying, Tiff, it's not so much about the location or the job or the relationship that's the promised land, but him. And like, wherever I go, like, he will be there with me. Mm -hmm. And I know that's something I just have to, I just have to remember as I keep going throughout life and my career, my relationships and whatever I do.
0: And something that you said that I feel like is a recurring word is feeling. Mm-hmm. Like, human beings are so fickle with, like, their emotions. <laughs> and I feel like I just, for one, I could be in the best possible situation, but I could be so off in my feelings that I could be like, this is the worst. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that plays a huge role in what we're talking about because where I am in life right now I don't have I can't I may not feel like this is the best situation and if I play into those feelings then those could affect my life decisions I could be like oh well, I don't feel like this is what I should be doing I don't feel like I can do this anymore I feel like I should change life courses I feel like I should make this huge decision and then I could make that decision and totally step out of God's will And the truth is the Lord is there the entire time and he never changes and he doesn't change based off of our feelings Mm. or our emotions. And he's standing there saying, well, this is my will for you. And this is where I've called you to. And just because you don't feel like this could be the place right now, I feel like sometimes he says, I need you to step away from your feelings Mm -hmm. and just like, hold on to my promises and realize like this emotional like roller coaster this too shall pass mm-hmm. and you will come back to the place where you remember this is where i've called you mm-hmm. i mean the cliche phrase that everybody always says is god will equip you for whatever he's called you to but it's so true mm-hmm. and he equips us spiritually to handle wherever he wherever he's called us to and the promised land no matter how hard it gets no matter, like, what our feelings are, we are equipped, even mm. if we don't feel like it, to mm. survive it, to thrive in it, and to enjoy it, mm-hmm. you know?
1: It's, it's interesting because I was, like, telling David this morning about what we were planning on talking about on this episode. And he was like, oh, Toby Mac has a song called Promised Land and yeah and so i'm just gonna read like a couple parts because i feel like everything we've been talking about like that's literally what's in the song so just for context um the song so the story behind the song promised land by toby mack is that it was dedicated to his grandfather that died from black lung disease and so just a couple of lines that i feel like resonate with what we've been saying so one pirate says like, "Well, I've run this Earth for many years, if there's one thing I know that there's nowhere on this side of heaven where streets are made of gold, I've laid I've long laid down my grand illusions, looking toward the day that I'll be home. I won't give up on this race, broken, but I still have faith that this old life is all part of a plan, and I can feel it in my soul. One day I'll stand before the throne with nothing left but hope in these two hands." Through all these seasons, I'm still believing you're my promised land. Mm -hmm. In all my grieving, I'm still believing you're my promised land. And then it just goes on to repeat, you're my promised land.
0: Wow. Exactly. Right? Exactly. I was like, whoa, this is like literally what we're talking about. Like, like... I want to be wherever God is. Mm -hmm. Like, his presence makes it the promised land. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I'm in the promised land because I'm with the Lord. hmm Yeah. That was, like, so perfectly written. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, this Toby Mac, so. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised.
1: And I think one of the verses, but it's saying, like, I've laid, I've long laid down my grand illusions. And I think that's so true for us, like, in this life, right? Like, we have these goals, these promised lands that we think we're supposed to get to, that we feel like God is calling us to. Like, we build it up so much in our minds. Mm -hmm. And, like, I think when we do that, it leaves so much room for disappointment. Because we don't know what's actually going to be there once we arrive at the Promised Land. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm sure, like, Joshua didn't imagine, like, oh, we're going to have to, like, tear these walls down. Like, he didn't think that. He just, because God said... I'm going to give you this land. So, like, they probably thought, well, this is... We're going to get there. It's going to be great. You know, we're, we're going to be able to just do this. But, like, no. Like, that's not how things are all the time. And kind of like what you were saying, to, me, I think it's important that we understand that, like, God is promising whatever he is promising to us. But at the same time, like, we have to learn how to not be in our feelings and, like, not get caught up in that because... God stays the same no matter our circumstance and like like I think relying on God more than the more than the goal is important because if we're like this is what I want to do and like this is what I have to do like the minute it doesn't go your way the minute something starts to go wrong you're gonna question it so much Mm
0: -hmm. I also wanna I also wanted to talk about because we did mention I forgot who mentioned it before, but the promised land is probably Yogi. Like we envision like this one goal Mm -hmm. and it being like this one thing and that's it. But what if like in our minds we've, we've attributed like this goal as the, like the be all end all. We get there and it's not. Does that mean that we've made a mistake or God's made a mistake? Mm -hmm. And the truth is that's not the case. I mean, I've talked to so many people recently who've gone through this where it's like they've made a decision to take a certain direction in their life and they've they follow through with that, but they realize like that so-called promised land, the thing that they were looking forward to is not all that they thought it would be and not because they made a mistake or God made a mistake. But perhaps it was a learning opportunity to then figure out more about themselves Mm -hmm. and to then take the next step in their life and to figure out like, okay, what is it then like, like this was a clarifying experience. Mm -hmm. How can I use this? It wasn't a waste of time. It was a clarifying experience to use to then like understand what I can do next. Mm -hmm. It was like a stepping stone. Mm -hmm. And the promised land doesn't have to be like this one thing. Because life doesn't have to be one thing. Mm -hmm. A lot of us, or all of us, are on a journey. It can be steps. It can be like this. I was looking forward to this and I did it. But this might not be everything that I want to do for the rest of my life. But it was what God wanted me to do for this season. Mm -hmm. And I learned from it. And I'm going to use the experiences that I've gone through to teach me what I need to do in the next season. And... That's how the Lord guides and directs us. I mean, that's also what it could be as well. Mm -hmm. Because again, I mean, tying it back to the Bible, the Israelites weren't just in one place Mm -hmm. and doing nothing. There was like battles. There were things that they had to conquer. There were like different people that they encountered, you know, after they reached the promised land. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't like, okay, we're here and we're just settling and like, end of story, done. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: You know? Yeah, kind of back to that that original thought of like there's still work to be done. Like, it might not be one place. This might be just the first stepping stone of many. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, so I I think it's like really important to kind of maybe put it in a different perspective that the promised land isn't just one thing. Sometimes it can be like several steps, or maybe like it's not as obvious as we think it is. That oh we're here, we've arrived. There's still more things to do and more places to go after that
1: yeah and I think you know just remembering that like no matter like where you think you've reached like whatever goal it is that you think you've reached like thought was your promised land I think ultimately kind of like what the Toby Mack song is saying promised land God is our ultimate promised land and like no matter where we go like he will be with us and like God never makes a mistake you Mm -hmm. know Yeah, we have choices, and our choices influence, like, what we do, who we interact with, like, what ends up happening in our lives. Just like, you know, with Moses, like, for example, like, he hit the rock. Like, that was his choice out of his emotions, you know? Yeah. But God's promise still stayed the same. Like, just because... It
0: looked different, but it stayed
1: the same. Exactly. It looked different. Right. And I think we have to just really remind ourselves that the journey, the promised land that we thought was our promised land, it may look very different, but... It doesn't change the promise. It doesn't change all the things that we're going to learn along the way and all the people that we're going to interact with and all the seeds that we're going to sow. Like, as you mentioned earlier, Oki, like, God has... And we mentioned this before, I think, like, a couple episodes ago. God has this bird's-eye view. And, like, we can't even, like, comprehend what he's doing, why he's doing it, and we may never know why. Like, God knows. And, like... I think each step that we take, like you guys are talking about steps, like we have to recognize that these steps are important because each step we take is another opportunity for us to trust in the Lord and to like hold on, like you're going up the steps, you hold on to a railing. (laughs) Like as we're going up these steps, like we got to hold on to God. We have to hold on to his promises and remember that no matter what we do, no matter where we go, he's going to be with us.
0: Yeah, and to wrap up, we wanted to leave you with this verse. It's actually from the Christmas story, (laughs) Luke chapter 1, verse 45, talking about Mary. And it says, And blessed is she who believed that what was spoken to her by the Lord would be fulfilled. Amen. 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 All right. Well,
1: thank you, Oki, so much for being (laughs) a part of our episode. We loved it. Thank (laughs) you for
2: letting me be on.
1: (laughs) It was great. Okay, okay, do you want to do the closing? (laughs) (laughs) Say stay free. You could say stay true, and then I'll say see you next time. Okay. Stay free. Stay true. See you next time.